the, the last chapter, and we're going to be talking about that. And I, I suppose that uh, if you've ever looked at that, you're you're noticing that there's uh, quite a change in their in their teachings or in the writing. Amen. There's a total switch in in the subject subject matter seemingly here. Uh, if you start just read the last two or three verses of the 12th chapter and then turn over to the 13th chapter, amen, it, uh, God, God sends uh, judgment on the people and the, oh, the, oh, all of this. And then uh, in, the, in, the, in the 13th chapter, amen, it says, let brotherly love continue, amen. Even you'll notice, amen, in many cases in this, this chapter, that there will be a, a a switching from one subject to another. Many times, uh, I, I've got it uh, noted here uh, in the in in this uh, that one one verse. Amen. May switch to another subject because if Paul, I think if Paul was the writer of it, he he he's, he's, he's he has done this before. Amen. He uh, he he's. He's got so many things he wants to say, and this is the last chapter that he's getting able to say it in. So uh, he changes subjects because he wants to cover a lot of territory. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll just go back to let's go back to First Timothy, chapter six, and see this. Paul did that in this chapter, in verse, chapter six of First uh, Timothy, tenth verse. The love of money is the root of all evil, in which shall some will be coveted, and after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Uh, but thou, O man, and so forth. And then switch subjects, amen, in the 14th verse, 13th verse, in the 14th and 15th verses, and then 17th, 18th, and 19th verses. I'm not even going to read all of this, but Paul was just switching from one subject to the other throughout the verses of like he was, he was cramming this Second Timothy here, or First Timothy is the sixth chapter. He was, he was so many subjects he wanted to cover, but he would just use one, one verse and then go on. Well, he was doing somewhat, which I think Paul was a writer, and I, I, it seemed to more and more as we read, and we just, it just draws us almost a picture of, uh, of the Apostle Paul in his teachings. Amen. Said the first first verse that brotherly love continue, amen. And so the, you go to the commentaries and will tell you, evidently there was seemingly a, a scattering of, or there was the lack of love being demonstrated, amen, by the church at this period of time. I, I, want, I want your I want your love to continue. Let brotherly love continue. The statement indicates that there was, there was, there used to be more closeness and more sharing uh, in the beginnings, amen, than there was now in the church. And I, I do know that as uh, Brother Harrelson was and I were talking, and and then the, the, the subject is sometimes we get used to being a Christian, and then it's just a just a monotonous thing almost. But we never need to get used to being a Christian. And we never need to somehow, amen, get used to the brothers and sisters enough that we just consider them a 
like our brother and sister when we was growing up. <laughs> I was talking with someone today, and uh, he had not going now, but he had been going when he was going to church, to a specific church, and he said that, said there was such a conflict in that church, and I'm talking about here in Dothan, such a conflict in that church that they were, there was nobody. Every time that uh, the preacher was caught in the middle of just a conflict all the time, and uh, I thought, well, thank God we've got the Holy Ghost. That solves the problem. <clears throat> Hello. Let me tell you, I am I am not making a a kind of a funny statement. Brothers and sisters, this church throughout the years, there is been situations and circumstances, but we solve our problems and go on without amen losing souls and and so forth. You 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 need to understand amen understand that we we believe every soul that comes and sits on the pews of this church, amen that that we can work with them if if they will just allow us to, and I'm saying we and so forth. I'm talking about me and Brother Harrelson in particular, but all of us in, in, in or me and Brother Brother Harrelson in you know in particular, but all or the rest of us, we're all basically working together for the same cause. Amen. amen. Trying amen to please God with our amen our lives. Amen. And with that statement, amen, Brother Love continued and that will read Acts the fourth chapter. And the 23rd verse, Acts chapter 4 and 23. I'm going to read several passages of Scripture that they will be pertaining to, amen, what we're going to be teaching tonight. Uh, Acts chapter 4 and verse 23, amen, says it like this. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Amen. Lord, thou art God which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all is that is in them, that, that them is. Amen. Who by the mouth of the servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? But the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers of the gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, amen, and the Gentiles and the people of Israel, amen, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hands and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto, unto thy servants, amen, this is the prayers of the saints, that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Oh, we want a revival. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to see the move of the Spirit. Praise God. 
verse 32 of this same chapter. And the multitude of them believed and were with one heart and one soul. Neither said they of any, they ought, amen, any of them that ought, amen, of the things which they possessed, he possessed, was his own. But they had all things common and with great power, amen, give the apostles witness. Now, I'm not trying to promote that but I'm just t showing you what the early church, how they felt about each other. Everything belonged to everybody. Amen. And I think it was a necessary thing at that period of time. I've, I think I've told you uh, more times than one that, uh, that the early church, amen, they, uh, they sold their possessions. They, they sold out everything and gave it to the church for evangelism. And so when, the, when Titus and the Romans came and absolutely laid Jerusalem to the, to the ground, as Jesus said, that there was not one single Christian that had anything in there in, in Jerusalem that they possessed, per se. That, 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 so when, when Jesus told them, when you see these, Jerusalem come past about to flee. And so that's what they did. And... Uh, Lot's wife, the reason why Lot's wife looked back, I think, is because she had a lot of stuff back there. She had some kids back there. But the saints of the Lord, they wasn't a, they wasn't a Christian, amen, that was destroyed in Jerusalem in 70 A.D. Because, amen, they felt like, well, I have, I, I'm not losing no possessions because they're, they're gone anyway. And I'm not saying that we're, we're live that way, but do you understand that we have, we are our brother's keeper. We are, we are concerned about each other. Amen. Yeah, I, <laughs> ooh, I got, I got this in my things, but sometimes I don't know where I ought to say it or not, but, but I think that, well, <laughs> I, uh, well, let me just tell you, I'll tell you this story and I'm gonna come into that. Some years ago when we were building this church over here, not this one, but the other one, I, uh, I walked into uh, the campground and uh, we was having camp meeting and my brother asked me how things were doing. And I said, I need $20,000. And just solemnly, I, I was a joke. I mean, I, you know, what I, mean? I, I need $20,000. He said, yeah, we all do, I guess. So camp meeting was over. I came home on a Monday night. This man called me. and said, I heard what you said and said, can I help you? He was going to. He was going to offer, he, he, he offered me $20,000, going to loan it to me. And I, I, I'm, I'm focusing on myself right now. Forgive me for that. But he, I guess he thought enough of me. Amen. Because he wouldn't ever do it for anybody else. He said he wouldn't. But he thought that I needed it. He was available to help me. And that was a lot of money back yonder. I mean, a lot, a lot of money. Like fifty thousand now, I'm sure. And I have never forgotten that. And maybe I'll get around to what I'm saying now. 
there's some people I don't want to, I, I would be afraid to, uh, well, I, I was tried one time. I was offering to pawn my house and my truck, tractors, for him because he needed it right quick. And so I went down to the bank to get a loan. And the man, the bank manager came out to where I was working. He called the house and wanted to know where I was. He came out on the job where I was, and he told me, he said, you can borrow all the money you want to uh, that, that you need, but this, this man's name is not going to be on anything with your name. Oh? And he said, his name is not going to be on anything in this bank. That bad, huh? Worst I've ever had. Well, thank you so very much. And so I went and told the man what the man had said, and that was the end of it. With the exception, he, well, I ain't going to tell you the rest of the story, but I had a, I learned my lesson over it anyway, after, after all, you know. But please, it's not, not in my notes altogether, but it's in my thoughts. I thought about it today when I was just go studying through this. But by the unity of the early church spread the gospel rapidly in the first century. And that was because of the unity that brotherly love continued. Let our let us not only be concerned about ourselves, but all the brothers and sisters in the church. The Bible says that when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. Meaning, amen, that we are a part of the same family in a spiritual way. And we, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just advocating that we open our arms and hearts out to everybody, but uh, but there is a there is a spiritual camaraderie. We ought to be with the saints of God. You understand what I'm saying? Without without saying all of it, Amen. Romans chapter twelve and verse number nine. Paul was writing to the Roman church, and he said, "Let love be without dissimulation." Abhor that which is evil and cleave that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one of another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another, not slow in business and fervent in spirit. Amen. Serving the Lord. Praise God. And you can read on. I can, uh, amen. Let me say, rejoice in hope, patient with the tribulation, continue instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity, amen, of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you and bless and curse not. Amen. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. Amen. Be the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but con condescend to men of the lowest state. Be not wise in your own conceit. Amen. I mean, that's a... That's a whole mouthful there Paul was telling to the Roman church. And Thessalonican church, Paul wrote the Thessalonican church. And uh, may I just turn there. And uh, I'm not going very fast, am I, tonight? But there is a, 
there's a message that Paul was using here. Amen. When he said, let brotherly love continue. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter four. And uh, we will read verses, amen, verses six through nine. Or excuse me, verse six and nine and 10, excuse me. Amen. First Timothy, first Thessalonians chapter four and verse number six. That no man may be on and defraud his brother in any matter because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified, you know, men. So, you know, you gotta you gotta have some governors on your situations and circumstances, amen. But now verse nine. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. Now, he's talking to the Thessalonican church. For you yourselves are taught of God to love one another, and indeed you do in toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren that you increase more and more. Amen. So Paul is saying, thank you for what you've done, but let it continue on. Amen. As he did here in the first verse of Hebrews, the 13th chapter, continually on, amen, with that sharing and loving and amen, making sure that, amen, we look out for each other. Now, I want to tell you, I, I know that, that uh, that some of this can, can be applied to spirituality and prayer, Amen. Preferring our brother and loving our brother and praying for our brothers, Amen, can solve most of the problems. We don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to have uh, material things sometimes, Amen, Amen. You see your brother in need, Amen. You 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 pray and and ask God to help him. And, and if there if you if you have the ability then so be it that we can help a little bit. Con Connor's commentary on this scripture, he went to Galatians chapter four and uh, spoke there, amen, and I will just do Galatians chapter four in verses six. And uh, again, it's verse six and chapter, or either I wrote this down wrong one, uh, Galatians chapter four and uh, verse number six. Uh, I, I think I misread that, amen, because I wrote it down, same thing as Second Thessalonians, so I see there, it's, amen, amen. But he, he was talking about this, to, to be subject unto spiritual unity, amen. In Connor's translations of the Bible, and unity is not a spiritual gift. Be not therefore, verse, verse number two, be not, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Amen. Now, we see a there's a change in one way, but there's not. Don't be forgetful to entertain strangers. Amen. For you're going to entertain angels unaware. And uh, I, I, when I was writing this, I was just, amen, understanding the times it was back then and how that they entertained strangers and how they entertained people in that day because they wasn't very many inns. Uh, we, call, we call them motels and hotels today, but at, back in that period of time, basically 
when a, when a stranger uh, was, uh, or a brother, or someone was coming, you didn't, have, you didn't put them up in a, in, a, in a motel like we do now. Thank God for Vantage's quarters, too. They're, they're very profitable to this church, Vantage's quarters. Amen. The only basic we have, ain't very many places in the Bible, but we, we find in Rahab, amen, she was the, uh, she had an inn on the wall at Jericho, amen, and uh, that was where the two spies, amen, were able to go into and, and so forth, amen, and to the younger generation, they don't understand somewhat, 60 years ago, 50 years ago, <laughs> and I mean, that you, you, you guys, when I came to Dothan, there was three places you could go out and eat. And those was not open day, you know, all day. They, they basically, on Sunday, there was, there was three places. There was no fast foods. And there was no, not a store in Dothan open after five o'clock. Now, you said, you said, you know, you, you're ancient of days, you know. I mean, that's, that's 50 years ago, 54 years ago. You couldn't get a loaf of bread or a, a milk when 5 o'clock was. If you didn't have it, you done without it. And, and you know, I, I hope that's just kind of tying into what we're saying about today. Because when people traveled in those days, back when the Bible was written and what Paul was writing here, he meant to the Hebrew people. And they're supposed to be the closest knit families there is. I let brother love continue. And then, amen, they were to beware of how they entertain people or put them out or whatever. Because you never know. Sometimes it's just a good brother or sister or friend or someone that's been in terrible need that has uh, had some bad situations. Amen. Dakes gives us, says there's 104 times. Now, I didn't count them, but Dakes, amen, he recorded 104 times when angels appeared to mankind in a way of ministry. And so uh, Paul is writing here, he said, we, are, we just beware because sometimes God sends us someone by or be, beware that maybe someone that you see um, has needs that you can help. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, America is a great country that helps people. Amen. But the but the church is, their heart goes out. Amen. And that's what, that's what Paul was writing here. Amen. But the Berean Bible says, don't grow negative to the hospitality. Amen. Don't remain negative or negligent. Amen. Is Williams' translation. Amen. Because there's people that really need help. And you know what? You don't know... I, uh, I, uh, I know one of our people, I'm going to call names on this one, but, but they was over here at the hospital, turned to go out 84 west or east, and there was a young man standing there with a guitar on his shoulder, 
he was thumbing a ride. And so he just pulled over and saw, you know, I feel no danger to this. So he pulled over and stopped and, and, and the guy jumped in the car. And, uh, and the first thing on the dashboard of the car was uh, the word Pentecostals. And I forget now exactly what, it was, it was a bumper sticker that he had stuck on the dashboard of his car. And uh, the guy looked at it and said, oh. He said, you're familiar with that? He said, yeah, I just left Indiana Bible College. And I got mad and left there and got my guitar and I was going to Florida. And uh, he told him, he said, uh, I don't I remember what it was. I think it was, I don't know if it was Wednesday night or Wednesday or, or whatever, but he stopped him and said, why don't you just come to our house and go to church with us tonight? And uh, it was Sunday, Sunday was, Sunday, it was Sunday night because uh, the, man, the boy come walking into the church on Sunday night and prayed back through, called his mama, said, I'm coming home. And uh, I don't know for sure where he got back to Bible school or not. I don't really know what happened to him after that, but we did know that he went back home and he got back in a church. And, you know, it was, it was just see a guy on the side of the road and said, well, you know, I don't think I have anything to fear here. So he wants a thumb ride. I'll just pick him up. I'm only going to Ashford <laughs> eight miles. But uh, in that few little while, uh, there was that contact. You never know. You never know. He wasn't an angel, but he was a devil that needed to be an angel. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he needed, he had, he, he'd run off in, over some circumstances, but you know, we, we never know sometimes what's going through the people's minds or what they need. Amen. Amen. I saw, I saw a man, this has been about a year and a half, two years ago, down here, south side, he met by uh, Ollie's, and he was, uh, he was, uh, had a sign, we'll work for food. And so I, I thought of something I could put him to work painting or something or going out to Gigi's and helping her. And so I stopped and told him, he said, well, how much you paying? I, I told him, well, I'll give you. He said, I can make more money than that sitting here. <laughs> so uh, I just went on. Uh, and, but that didn't stop me from other times. Amen. And I can tell you another two or three stories right now. But, but this week, I drove around the circle and there was a man or he had his tent up underneath one of those signs with a piece of cardboard because it's raining. Uh, but I, I didn't see him, but I, I, I knew the day before this little tent wasn't there. But, uh, but you, you never know, you know, sometimes we can do our best. And I'm not, I'm not trying to press any of us except to just to recognize the fact that God's blessed us and there's people in need. And we don't know. We don't know their spiritual condition. We don't know, amen, their position. 
We just have to be aware, but we were gotta, don't get hard-hearted in the situation. Amen. Praise God. Now, I got wrote down here, and it's true, and I think I've told this before, but my, my family, my dad was, I mean, he opened the doors to anybody and everybody when it come to preaching. We, we, we went to church, and there was no place for the pastor sometimes or the evangelist to stay. And then he'd say, go home with us. And that was all that it took. He said, what car are you driving or whatever? I mean, he, he, I, I got to go. I'm going to sleep on the pew or go home with somebody. That was, that was back in my days. I hope I'm not boring you with that. But, but uh, things, have, things have changed a whole lot. But yet our spirits and our attitudes ought to recognize there are still people that has needs that we could do. Amen. Praise God. Uh, sometime ago, I don't know for sure. I can't remember where I said it here or not, but I asked a question. How many of you know what the, what the word Motel 6 means? I mean, there's a, there's a motel called Motel 6. One in Dothan. You know what that meant? When it... That meant you could spend the $6 tonight here at this motel. Motel, all rooms are $6. <laughs> you see how things have changed? Regal 8. They got another one down here, I think, called Regal 8 and, or Super 8, and uh, they were the same thing. Well, we've, we're a little bit higher, but $8 is always going to charge you to spend the night. And uh, now it's now it's up to eighty or ninety dollars from most any places. It's good, amen, amen. But beware of how we entertain people as far as our abilities, because we don't know. We just don't know, amen. The situation, the circumstances they're in, amen. We got to stay the keep proper attitude. Here, Paul is reminding the Hebrew people that they are to show the love of God in giving help to the needy. Remember Aquila and Priscilla? Aquila and Priscilla heard, amen, heard a sermon preached by Apollos, and they recognized he doesn't have the truth. So they said, come on home with us. We want you to come home with us. And uh, we're going to, preach you the word of God more clearly. You know, we're going to talk to you about and that one, that one incident made one of the greatest uh, elegant people. They said Apollos was one of the most uh, elegant preachers uh, in that period of time. Amen. And uh, Jesus sent out 70. You can read this in Matthew the 10th chapter. You can read it in Luke the 10th chapter. When Jesus sent out to 70, he was telling them, go spend the night with anybody that'll let you in. Anybody I invite you in, go in. And if they don't accept you, if they don't accept, you know, just, you know, when you leave, just, amen, leave town, just shake the dust off and go on. Amen. Some, some people won't, they may uh, want you to come in to see what's going on, but, uh, amen, you, you, you got to have a place to stay. Now, I'm talking about then, when the Bible is written, it was very much more than it is now. 
and I should not deal, dwell too long on, on all of this because, amen, things have changed so much that, amen, you could put them up somewhere now, praise God. But however, we got to have the heart for people. Amen. It was the Christian obligation to extend love and help to the strangers. Amen. Jesus could talk to it. Paul was talking to it here. Amen. And if you follow the disciples through the New Testament, you'll find that many times the apostles were cared for by compassionate saints. Amen. Acts 16th chapter. Amen. Paul and Silas preached it at Philippi and Lydia believed and she invited them in and that's where they stayed as long as Paul wasn't in the jail there in Philippi. Acts 10 and verses 1 through 6, amen. Peter was staying at Simon Tanner's house, amen, when, uh, when uh, he got a call, amen, from the people that want to go down to, uh, to uh, the house of uh, and uh, preach the gospel, amen, to the Gentiles. Praise God. Uh, and of course, I, again, Luke sent out, Luke chapter 10 and verse 1 through 7, when Jesus himself, the disciple, they stayed with Mary and Martha and Lazarus in their house when he went up to Jerusalem. <laughs> now, could you imagine that house? Pilots everywhere. Some probably slept in the loft or something. I don't know, but uh, he and 12 disciples and uh, there, was, there was people that followed them too, more than just the 12 because Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost or, or the day before Pentecost and that shows out some people had been following Jesus from the time that he was baptized on. Amen. So uh, uh, those folks were very out very much Amen. And yet they got rewards for it. And I hadn't even said anything about that, but Jesus said, if you give a glass of water or whatever, whatever you do, amen, to help brothers and sisters and ministers of the gospel or the gospel being spread, you'll get a reward for it. Amen. And, uh, I'm, I'm not, we don't, we don't serve God for rewards. We just serve God because we love him and love the people. Amen. Amen. And the reward, that's like payday is. Praise God. Amen. Remember them that have the bond, are in bonds, verse number three. Remember them that are in bonds as bond with them. Now, see the subject change. One, two, three. Remember the, remember the folks is in prison or they are in jail or whatever. They were bound uh, and, and, and you, you just act like you're bound with them. It's, it's a part of you. Amen. He's, uh, he's telling them that uh, you, you don't forget those that's, that's got caught. I, 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 read, I read an article this, this, this week that Kind of inspired me. I was gonna, I'm going to use them somewhere other times, but maybe I maybe I can preach them on Sunday. At least half of half of them wouldn't know what I had said. But uh, this this has happened just about 300 years ago. Amen. In the in the, what we would call the Reformation, and 
and so forth, and they were out to kill this preacher. And uh, so they, they, were, they were coming after him with a, with a calvary. And uh, they were, they, he, he, he knew they were coming. I heard him coming. And he ran over to the neighbor's house and climbed up in the, roof, the loft and, uh, and uh, put himself in under the hay. And he stayed under the hay. And, and they, uh, they knew he was there. They knew he was there. Somewhere in that area, but they was his house was ransacked and so forth. But but he was hid from them, and uh, so they said, "Well, we're gonna just we're gonna wait him out." So they stayed, and uh, he they stayed fourteen days. Now this, this is a true story. I can tell the name of the people. They stayed for fourteen days. The Calvary did, and uh, so uh, he stayed fourteen days underneath that hay and coming out maybe at night or whatever, but there was a chicken. And he was, this is what the crazy chicken. The chicken jumped up in the, in, the, in the loft and laid him an egg every morning for the 14 days. 15th day, the chicken didn't show up. Two hours later or so, or just some hour later or so, they came and told him that the Calvary's gone, it's going down. And he said, he talked about the Savior, but the chicken was his Savior, you know, or, you know, it saved him. And, uh, you know, just one egg, they sustained him during a period of time. And uh, nobody could come to see him because they, they were watching everybody to make sure that nobody went anywhere, amen, to try to help any, him. But they knew he's here somewhere. We've got this place surrounded to where, and we're going to wait. And 14 days later, they gave up, and the chicken di- didn't show up. You know, it just, what he did was praising God for how God can take care of us. Amen. And because, uh, remember, those that are in bonds, because, you know, you act just like you are bound to. We're, we're brothers and sisters. Amen. When Peter was in prison, the church was praying. Amen. Even though we got a good preaching because they didn't hardly believe when God answered the prayer. This is referring to the saints who were in prison for being a Christian. When Hebrews, amen, was writing this, was being written, Christians were persecuted by the Romans. They were persecuted by the Jews. Amen. They were, they were, they were not just Paul. But there was quite a number of people, quite a number of people were going even to foreign countries, Damascus, things, because the saints of God had fled from Jerusalem. And they were going to everywhere, amen. And so wherever they could find where a a saint had gone, they tried to go after them, amen. And, uh, and, and, And so the church was supposed to be praying and seeking, and, and you don't go to prison with them, but you can feel like you, you're burdened for them. Amen. That's trying to tell us when your brother's in need, amen, you are, you are a part of the body of feeling for them. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. They, Paul said, I was skipping some of the, but Paul said he felt 
for them in, that were being bonds in spirit with and was in the spirit with them. And if you'll notice, let's back up to First Corinthians chapter twelve, and uh, I will read a few verses of scripture. First First Corinthians chapter twelve and verse number twenty three. And here's what he was writing to the Corinthian church. For I have received of the Lord, which also I delivered unto thee, unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do in remembrance. That, that you do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, you're taking, it, it just, it's just a reminder of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for you. You feel like you're taking part. Amen. In the sense, Paul was given that. James Hastings said it like this. Amen. There are four traits of a Christian. Reverence for each other. Sympathy for each other. Tendencies for each other. And vigilance for each other. That means, that means actively doing something. We feel it we respect it, but then we, we do our best to try to help. We look out for each other. Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan. He put it on display as a Christian should do. Right? Amen. Now, the golden rule is what? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I, I, this is my, this is my uh, saying that the, the golden rule to this generation is like this. Get what you can while you can, no matter who you have to hurt. That's just about the, about the feeling that, that we have in this generation. Amen? You don't have to say amen. I'll say amen for you. Amen. It's a, it's a go-get-me world we live in today. Get what you can. And I, I do know, I do know that there's a, many a person stepped on each other, stepped on others to get ahead. I've told that before. I had, I had, I worked with these two guys and they were the best of friends I mean, when, when work was over and every weekend they were usually together. I mean, they camped together, they fished together, and et cetera. They was, I, I thought they were Siamese twins almost hooked up. But uh, a promotion came up and I stood and listened to them talking to the boss man, not that they was not there at the same time. And one of them said about the other, he said, you know, if that guy gets that job, he said, you know, he's, he's a dangerous, it, we, we were, it was in the gas, we handled gas every day. 
and uh, said he'll get somebody killed. I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him to be. Uh, said uh, he he he's not ready for that. <laughs> and heard the other one talking about him. He's afraid the other guy's going to get it. I mean, two of the best friends there was in the world. They weren't happy that one of them was going to get Tony. They was rooting for themselves and putting the other man down to where you would think that neither one of them was fit to be where they were, much less get promoted. And uh, I thought then, I, I mean, I, I was honestly, I was shocked because I didn't even have that kind of a spirit and attitude in me to think, you know, I'm glad for you. You know, if you get it, I'll be next or whatever. But no. Amen. Praise God. Acts chapter 12, verse 26. Excuse me. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. It's 1 Corinthians. Amen. Now about this time, Herod, the king, stretched forth his hands to vex the certain of the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then with the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, amen, and delivered him to the four quadrants of soldiers, <laughs> quadrant of soldiers, and to keep him in intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people, and that was to kill him, amen. And Peter there was kept in prison, but prayer was made. And that's, I've already made mention of that, but there, that's where it is here in the Bible. Being partakers with them, amen, and not only their problems, but in their spiritual work too. Now, I was glad to hear uh, Brother Josh uh, told the story. And uh, it's not completed, but they've already got ready and they have already been notified. Brother Sister Lavellus bought 35 acres of land in Antiana and uh, the, the, real, the salesman's already agreed to it. The realty company's already writing it up but they have got to go get a set of time to, to sign the papers. That sounds wonderful. So I can't tell you that they've already got it but they had, they had to call me and let me know and I was excited with them. Praise God. Praise Amen. And our church ought to be excited. Amen. Amen. They're a part of us. Amen. Through the years past, and now they're they're able to purchase this property right on the major highway, and uh, and now they've got thirty five acres. They're going to sell off half of it or part of it. Amen. To pay for it. Amen. So they will. Much of it will be. They can they can re, uh, re get reimbursed, or I guess you'd say they can, they can handle the situation. Amen. Financially. Praise God, and I am so glad for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12. That was where I was. I was looking down and we see First Corinthians chapter 12 and, and verses number 26. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, 
all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Hallelujah. So Paul was saying, amen, we're so joined together that, that we feel the camaraderie. We feel the love and we feel, amen, we're part of just the same body. Amen. And, and that's the way it should be, brothers and sisters. Goodspeed good says, as being yourselves liable to the same trials. Amen. You have heard, amen, and that when one is suffering, then you are part of it too. First of all, sometimes that then you may be next, you know. But in the process, amen, you, you feel for that precious saint of God that's going through is not physically pain, but as a brokenness of heart, amen, amen, and the struggle with them. In Galatians chapter six and verses one and two, here Paul is telling us to help, amen, up the fallen, amen, and that's referring to the lost or the ones that's fell, backsliders. We're to do our best to help them back up. Amen. And so that's getting into what our ministry is. That is, amen, when one member suffers, the whole member suffers, that's painful. That's, that's sickness or whatever. But here Paul is saying, amen, that uh, we are to help each other, amen, when someone falls, somebody fails, somebody needs prayer, somebody needs to pick them up. Amen. It's, that's a part of the ministry. And it's not for Brother Harrelson altogether. Amen. And the greatest of people, the greatest of people sometimes go through situations. Could you imagine? I'm gonna just, just, can you imagine? I'm going to close this. Can you imagine Elijah standing before the king and told him that he's the, he's the, he's the problem? And then said, let's go, let's, go, let's go put to a test now. Called, amen, go to Mount Carmel. And we'll prove there who is the God, amen, that we should be serving. Amen. And there, you know the story, amen, when, when Elijah challenged them, 450 prophets and 400 uh, uh, elders or something of the, the Baal, and, and then slew them all. What a great and mighty victory. And yet that same man, two days later, was running for his life, scared to death, I guess I could say. And it was telling God, I just wish I could die. God said, you need somebody to help you. So he told him, I want you to go by and anoint Elisha to take your place. Elijah getting, wasn't getting off the scene right then, but you just need somebody to take care of you. And you know what? He left one man under a juniper tree and left his servant that was going to look for the crowd, you know. And when he took off, the servant went with him. But uh, Elijah left him. But God didn't say go back and get him. He, wanted, he said, I'll, I'll give you somebody that's just about as desirous as you are. 
so he got him Elisha. And Elisha said, you know, go get out of my sight. I want what you got. Amen. So we are our brother's keeper. We are concerned about everyone else. And if I've said anything enough tonight, that I would know that nobody can stand alone. We need each other more than we realize sometimes. When some saint or sister or brother doesn't come to church, uh, sometimes I look over the congregation quite often and I start praying for them or whatever. I, I want to know what's, what's going on. I want to know if they're discouraged or whatever because brothers, we are our brother's keeper. Amen. We've got too many scriptures for that to, to say that, well, they're, they're just on their own. No, they're not. They're a part of the body and we're going to try to keep them a part of the body. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Shall we stand? Hallelujah. I, I just feel like maybe some somehow what what I'm saying said tonight may may twerk our minds to know that you're just not coming here and just saying, Well, I'm just coming to get a blessing and going home or whatever. We are we are so interconnected spiritually amen. that we feel, amen. And I can tell you, I can tell you this, and I just, it's, I've, it's not in this church like I have seen it in other churches. But if the Holy Ghost is falling right over here, everybody wants to get over here close. <sighs> what? You know, because they feel like if I can get around where the Holy Ghost is, I can get a good blessing. We don't, we don't have to do that because we don't, we, we feel like that we can, you know, we ought to just, uh, all of us get it without having to be around somebody. That's, that's in the spiritual way that we are spiritually interconnected. But in the physical way too, we are, we are to be helpers of each other. Lord, I thank you for your word. Pray God we've said something tonight to, Amen. To some way, Lord, let us realize that we are ministers. We are people that, Lord, has something we can share. We have some strength. We have some words of encouragement. We have love, God, that we can feel, Lord. Amen. The sufferings of others. I pray tonight, Lord, that some way we can somewhat practice, amen, a little more of this. Amen. We pray, God, tonight that you would just guide us and direct us, Lord. That's what we want to do. We want to be a servant to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.